The reason why yoga works so well and why some other therapies such as only talking therapies such as CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy, and NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, don't always work is because we only try to address the mind with the mind. And that yoga is looking at the whole being rather than a separate mind, body, and soul. You're listening to Clan Wellness, the podcast. And I'm your host, Virginie Ferguson, stress management specialist and yoga teacher. I'm on a quest to demystify natural living and well-being in a way that is approachable and inclusive. I help professionals and entrepreneurs manage the pressures of modern life while leveling up on their well-being, blending ancient tools and new techniques backed by science. So if you are a little bit familiar with yoga, you may know that the word yoga itself means to yoke, to unify. And it's a union of the body, mind and soul in very simplistic terms that is yoga. So yoga sees the body as different layers that are very intertwined with each other. In fact, they are five. They are called the five subtle bodies. I won't get into that today. But what I want to do today is kind of follow on from the last episode when I was talking about emotions and how we cannot suppress negative emotions and we have got to feel them because they are ultimately energy and energy is transformed and has to go somewhere. Well, I want to go a little bit deeper today with that because that's not the only role of emotions or the only way emotions impact your body and your mind. So what we call the mind generally is what we refer to our higher cognitive functions, our higher thinking, the way we think, the way we plan things, the way we imagine and we are creative and all these sort of things, which are driven by mostly the prefrontal cortexes of the brain. Well, if we go back a little, a little bit more into kind of biology or anatomy, if you wish, the brain can be divided into three parts, often called the three brains. So you have the first brain, which is the very, very primitive brain. It's like the medulla, which is kind of linked to directly to the spinal cords that kind of dictates or controls your instincts and your body temperature, for example. Then we have got the second brain, which is often called the emotional brain, the emotion center, the memory center. And then you've got the third brain, which is the higher thinking function. Well, the way your brain works is it's kind of bottom to top, basically, the way it works. There is always an emotional bias, which is why when we feel really emotional, when we've got really heightened emotions, we can't think clearly, such as fear or anger and frustration. We are not clearly thinking. We're not able to, to make rational decisions that will impact our future because what happens in our brain is our higher cognitive functions 
are switched off. There is always an emotional and also a negative bias. And this is in place because it's there to keep you safe. This is why you might feel stressed, you might feel anxious, and you always think of the worst possible outcome because your brain is making up the worst possible scenario so you don't take risks and you stay safe and alive. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's a safety mechanism. So it's not you. It's not your personality. It's not... Yeah, it's, it's not your fault. It's your biology. That's something I always said to, to my clients. And it's not you. It's your biology. So if we want to change the way we think, if we want to go into more positive thinking, for example, then we can't bypass the emotions. We have got to feel the emotions. We have got to create the emotions before we can create the thought. Now it's not that easy as this because you'll need the thought to create the emotions and the emotions to create the thought quite often. <laughs> but what I want to say is if you really want to create a change in the way you think and the way you behave, you have got to engage the emotional part of you, the emotional body. So in real life, this might be like you feel your, find yourself into a situation where you feel stress or anger, as an example. Well, the first step, as I always say, is awareness. It all starts with awareness. So you have to be aware of the way you're feeling. So you acknowledge that you're like, oh, I'm feeling angry. Would you like to feel something else? Would you like to think differently? Okay, so there is a good technique that you can do. It's first to start to engage your breathing. So kind of hacking your nervous system to kind of calm things down in your body. So breathing exercise like rectangle breathing, something that's going to make sure that the exhale is longer than your inhale. So you can tap into your vagus nerve break, the, the vagal break. So the the things that slow things down in your body. And then you can maybe recall a situation when you felt that this other emotion that you would like to feel. So for example, you're stressed or angry, you would like to invite calm, you would like to feel calm. Then think of a situation when you were feeling calm. Maybe it's your favorite holiday spot maybe as, you know, walking in nature. Recall that memory. Because again, we're coming from the same center, the second brain, the memory and the emotional center. So recall that memory and try to invite that feeling. Just feel that emotion, the feeling of that place, of that memory, what triggers into your body. Because the beautiful thing is about your brain, your brain doesn't know if it's past, present or future, which is why you feel anxiety, by the way, because your future, your, your brain is a predictive machine that's making up a future that doesn't exist, but it makes you feel anxious. But that means that you can feel something that you have felt in the past into the present moment. So when you recall that memory, you can choose what memory you want to recall because you can choose that emotion. And then once you choose that memory, you have chosen that emotion, you can let yourself feel it in your body. You're back into a calm, 
emotion, a calm feeling in your body, your cognitive functions are going to come back on and then you can make the right decision. So this is why we can address the mind with the mind alone. We have got to call on our emotions. This was Clan Wellness, the podcast. I hope you found this episode valuable and inspiring. And if you did, make sure to subscribe and why not leave me a review on your favourite platform. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Namaste.